Hallelujah. All right, we're we're live early today. It's 4.30 o'clock in the... Yeah, just thought I'd go live, you know, just talk to my friends and stuff. <laughs> hey, Homestead Church. Homestead shells here near. All right. Well, the hills are alive with the sound of music, right? The hills are alive. No, we're we're talking about the hills all have eyes with the sound of freedom. That means the enemy is freaking out because the sound of freedom. You don't like that. There's a resonance. There's a there's a lot to that title. People are kind of picking it apart a little bit in the spirit. But welcome to the Spirit Wars. I'm Michael Basham. Let's get going. Spirit Wars or Spirit the Force? I don't care. One of those things. Zelensky's melting down. Biden's melting down. Bad guys melting down. Reptilian cloaking shields down. They're losing their ability to hide anymore they're losing they're just losing the enemy's a loser what did you think he was gonna do he's gonna lose all right so end of story jesus won go back go go do some things go get some snacks gosh leave me alone no don't leave i i didn't mean no come on come back please please we'll talk about this okay i guess i'm gonna talk about it unless i actually get comments today but that's fine i mean I love it when people go live and then they don't, they're like waiting for somebody to comment. And it's like, didn't you go live to tell us something? They're like, well, nobody's commenting. <laughs> well, no, I do want to say a lot of things and we have a little bit of time. And uh, we're going to get into, uh, I just got sent a video in my buddy in New York. Took a Buddhist talisman and rebuked it and cut it into pieces. And he sent me the video. I wish I could play it. Anyway. It was so weird because I literally just took notes down of a Chesterton essay about the difference between a Christian and a Buddhist from the book uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. And uh, we're going to get into that. I'd like to read that. I just I need to get I need to get some steam blown off here, guys. I just I got emotional last night driving home and I did a, a, a little thing in my car. I haven't even posted it yet, but so I'm ruining it. But just thinking about what is happening to these children, it should cause all of us to be emotional and to forget all the other things in our life that we consider importante. The most important thing are these children being groomed and abused and hurt and destroyed. And the most twisted thing is that they take these little victims and they turn the truth upside down on them and they make them think God doesn't love them anymore. They're dirty and it's their fault. They're getting raped over and over again. I mean, that's a very common thing you hear from these survivors. And I don't want to focus on that too much just because it's so like, ah, you know, you just, you, you gotta be like strong enough to be able to even go see that movie i mean in a way like go buy the tickets i mean even if they expected nobody to go see sound of freedom and uh now that people are actually going to these big theaters amc is caught over and over and over again turning off the lights and the air conditioning screwing up the video and mind you that does happen from time to time but it's like it's happening a lot people are writing articles about it there's compilation videos it's like what is going on with this with this movie why are we not able to go see this movie what's going on 
And of course, there is a side to that about the fact that they could be engineering to a certain extent um, a real-life movie that, you know, I mean, of course the bad guys don't want you to watch it. But behind that, what if there is the idea of getting people to watch it in a way? Like, this is an orchestrated collapse of society, of the underground sex trade. And, I mean, this has to end at some point. I mean, God is in it. He's definitely using it. But I'm still thinking about, like, what is exactly causing this and why would they be so obvious out in the open it's kind of like joe biden bumbling and you know the so-called leader of the three free world can't even talk so it's it's just very interesting what's happening with ukraine is very interesting what's happening with ai is very interesting ukraine looks like yeah well we're not gonna let you join nato i mean who knows that's they're liars so when they say that i start doubting like maybe they really are you know there is so much going on. You just like it's so epic. You almost need epic music behind everything. You're like, this is happening. This is happening. But no, we're not going to do that too much. Um, look, hey, welcome Levi. Welcome Richard. AI doomsday scenarios are gaining traction in Silicon Valley. I thought this was like an AI talking about doomsday. No, it's actually. looking like more and more like okay human species is going to go extinct because of ai (laughs) and this guy yudkowski he's a controversial ai theorist eliezer yudkowski i think we are not ready i think we don't know what we are doing and i think we're all going to die (laughs) wow nice so i mean this is the worldly newspaper times of india india mainstream Got this off Drudge and Steve Quayle. But, you know, we're talking about nuclear war, and of course there is going to be nuclear war. But the the bigger thing here is going to be AI. And you you need to kind of come back to the Bible and understand the timeline of the end and that there's a one-world government that's going to be set up. There's a financial disaster collapse. I mean, all these things are falling into place like tumblers to open up the gates and hopefully the gates that you're opening are the ones to heaven and not the devil but regardless the children need to be set free so a part of this whole end game is getting the children set free and then once the enemy's out there in the open we can see the enemy it's a lot easier when you have somebody that's coming after you and that's saying they're going to kill you than it is when you're just like oh life is normal and there's somebody secretly poisoning your food every day So, um, you know, the whole world is not America, contrary to what most Americans think. In uh, Russia, a trans activist got arrested for high treason. Dude. So all this insanity that we're experiencing is not worldwide. And um, there's just so much going on. I don't even know where to start sometimes. I mean, we're right at the edge of nuclear war, but we need to talk about, like, beyond the nuclear war. If you're going to have a nuclear war, it's got to be for a specific purpose, just like the the first time nukes were used in war, to initiate a new era of fear of, well, you've got to be afraid of nukes now. Homestead Shell says the amount of people silent about trafficking, ugh, 
actions speak louder than words. I know. That's the thing that drives me nuts. It's like, why aren't you willing to talk about this? It's like right there. I mean, what is this? It's like, what are you all a bunch of masons or something? Like, you got a pedophile that you know about that does stuff in the basement with kids that you're all protecting? Like, well, I didn't do it. Well, you're guilty with the guy that's guilty. Like, that's how it works. Like, I was, uh, I don't want to get into it. But, yeah, um, the timeline ahead of us, uh, you know, God loves his children and he's going to set them free. But there's going to be a lot of death. There's going to be a lot of war. There's going to be a lot of just insane stuff and you need to have your faith grounded so that you don't get overcharged with sorrows and fear and all this stuff i mean they've been putting it out there in in broad daylight for a long time the illuminati movies disney produced a cartoon featuring an illuminati styled robed elite drinking blood sacrificing people worshiping an all-seeing eye i mean it's just right there in disney it's disney world is not a happy place I feel like I'm telling everybody that Santa Claus isn't real. So I don't believe in Santa and I don't believe in your cult and I don't believe in this monetary system and I don't believe in this slavery system of working all the time and then being miserable and then trying to, you know, appease your bratty children that are like all miserable and hate their lives because they just sat in front of a TV all day. And I don't believe in any of I don't believe in the fake Church system, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I believe in the supernatural and the spiritual warfare that we're talking about here and what we're setting up, not me, but what God is setting up is a military of heaven that can never be destroyed, and it's called a kingdom. The government of God is a kingdom. It's not a democracy. Oh, we need epic music again. Yes, Richard Williamson! Yes! Hallelujah. A lot of dreams recently, guys. A lot of dreams. I wish I could get into them. I'll probably do a lot of late night streams. Kind of didn't sleep last night very much. A lot of family reunions. A lot of praise reports. Blessings for uh, Derek Prince Ministries. I started another podcast. I'm just starting podcasts left and right. I'm reaching out to everybody here. So we've got um, the End Time Bride music that I'm going to be sharing. So you might hear the live stream will be music at times. I'm calling it end time bride music with meaning. And uh, that's because there's this YouTube channel called music with meaning. And it's a lot of really good end time prophecy music. And I want to keep it. I want to have it on a, on a podcast. So what I usually do is like if Holly Baglio is live on my stream, or if I post somebody else's stuff, it's temporary. And then it'll move to like another stream. We're experimenting right now anyway. It's a big experimental thing. But God has shown us that he's going to raise up whatever finances we need, whatever personnel we need, all of that. It's it's like volunteer only military. Gosh, it's getting hot. Ooh, air conditioning and not the working. Hallelujah. Doomsday clock. Move closer to midnight due to AI. Amen. Richard Williamson. Yes. I just, I, it's a heavy thing to talk about this stuff. You know, it's, it just, it brings a kind of a heaviness. But you need to understand the enemy's attack. Part of it is to make you, like, lose hope. 
So I want to back out a little bit and, and talk history, and we'll get back into AI and the bigger picture here, but just end time timeline, nuclear war, all the death. You know, we don't want to focus on that all the time. But what we do want to focus on and what God has been, been giving me, and, you know, he's he said in a prophecy, you are accountable you are accountable for the truth the Lord has given you, and his blessing in your life will depend on your obedience. So if you feel like you're being beset by troubles, and you're like, I don't know, what am I going to do? I feel like Joe Biden. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Selah. This is a prayer for those children in cages. But thou, O Lord, art shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. He's going he's gonna to heal those kids. He's going to heal the children. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Here's a prayer. Let's pray for those kids in cages getting abused, that they'll have the grace to pray, because some of them don't even feel worthy to pray. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Amen. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy holy people, upon thy people. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. That's America. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Amen, baby. Yeah! Oh, yeah, baby. You know what? I think this is decaf coffee. I think that's why. That's okay. We're going to muscle through. The wicked in his pride doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the devices that they have imagined. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's switch into some G.K. Chesterton, baby. If you can get into a place of rest in the Lord... And really see the things that you want him to do in your life. And and break away from all the... I don't know why I'm grinning all of a sudden. I'm just thinking about this. It's like you're free from all burdens. Like imagine 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. What were you worried about? What if you could be free from all those worries? What if no longer any of that stuff mattered? Well, of course, now it doesn't, right? 20 years ago, worries were silly. Oh, I'm going to finish my college paper. Oh, am I going to get my entrance exam? None of that mattered. The whole thing was a scam anyway. College was a scam. The whole thing was a scam. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in scams. I don't like liars. I don't like lies. I don't like living my life for a lie. Sick and tired of it. Sick and tired of him. Sick and tired of the whole thing. Homestead Shell says, I've been praying that the evil ones behind it have severe conviction not sleeping, growing a conscience, and being physically sick for what they are involved in. Can we pray prayers like that? Wow, you're a really nice lady. Compared to me, I'm like, let's uh, pray all the psalm prayers, all the mean ones, all the scary ones. Let them be like the grass on the rooftop that just 
shrivels as soon as it sprouts. Let the heathen perish out of the land. I mean, that's kind of prayer. It's like, O oh Lord, arise, lift up thine hand, forget not the humble. But you know what? God sees it. Thou beholdest mischief and spite to requite it, requite it with thy hand. The poor committeth himself unto thee. Thou art the helper of the fatherless. Break thou the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Does that kind of sound like a, an answer to your question? <laughs> Hallelujah. You have heard the desire of the humble. So be humble. Like that's the secret. Be humble. Be humble and Jesus will will take you up into the heavenlies and give you your heart's desire that you didn't even know you had. He'll give you he'll he'll rewire your brain so that you'll start to be able to enjoy and appreciate the things that really matter. I mean, how about having a meaningful life? How about like the things that you want you don't even know about because you can't know about them because your life is so visionless. You don't even understand like what's really going on. You don't know that there can be joy because you didn't even know that there was an actual a great story taking place around you. And um I mean, I just my job right now is just to rest in the Lord. That's all I do. <laughs> I'm like I love my family, I love my kids, I love my goats, I love my wife. Despite what she says sometimes, but I love my wife and I love my parents, except, you know, sometimes they don't know. I need to tell them more often. You know, did you call your mom today? Make sure you called your mom today. Even if she's busy, just tell your lover. Just call her just to tell her that. And I love you guys. This is my family. You guys who are doing the will of God, that's my family. Okay. I mean, you guys listening, not you, not you trolls out there, you know, you know who you are. You give me weariness. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord will deliver us out of every evil work. And if we will be humble, it's, it's making yourself vulnerable. Like when you're small, like you're, you know, a kitty cat could be scary. I mean, I don't even know how these toddlers do it with like these big giant dogs that are the size of horses that run up to them. I know it's it's like, okay, well, you got to be converted and become as a little child to enter into the kingdom. And it, it's, it's, it can be scary to be vulnerable, and yet that's where you actually see God deliver you. The amount of power that he has available to us, but you've got to be a, like a mustard seed and die. And then every day you die and you get rose again. And then you get the power... To become one of the greatest, biggest trees and all the birds can come and land in your branches. Not that that's what your dream is, but you know, you understand, like you begin to understand these mysteries of the universe. The miracles of God are so giant and the ones that are going to be taking place in this era as the world is falling apart. I mean, I, in back of my head, you know, before I had kids and stuff, I was like, Oh my gosh, let's get this show on the road. And then when you get kids, you're like, oh no, well, what are my kids? And so you got to worry about your kids, of course. But you also, as a child of God, you have to almost like disassociate from yourself and then start living in a vicarious state of being, of like a, proxi- a proximity person, like a surrogate person in the kingdom, if this makes any sense. Like you're 
you are you. You know, you're not like. But this is what the trans thing is trying to to be. Is like, oh, you can be whatever you want. Well, actually, you can in the spirit, but it doesn't mean go and like mutilate your body. Obviously, it's this identity with Christ. I am crucified with Christ on the cross with Him, and nevertheless, I live in the life that I live. I live by faith in Him who loved me. And then you you come back into your body and you're like, oh my gosh, like, all right, I know what I need to do. And you do it. And it's like automatic. And it's like you have to get out of your meat sack. Not to downgrade the temple. But this is a temple and it's holy and it can, you know, you can get demons in your temple. You need to get daily cleansing. You can get um, satanic ritual abuse altars and MK Ultra altars and... I mean, the body, the human body is an amazing, mysterious thing that you are able to be all these different, you have all kinds of abilities that you know not of. Richard says, the mysteries of the universe. Now I have the power! Gotta get that echo machine working. Mysterious powers were granted to me when I received the keys of the kingdom and I held aloft my sword and I said, I have a power! Yeah. Yeah. All right. Silly. Okay. I heard someone say, if you don't pray prayers that scare the bejabers out of you, how are they scaring Satan and demonic activity? Exactly. And that's... That is the honesty factor, Homestead Shell. That's the honesty factor that we're just like, well, dear Jesus, I I didn't know what to pray, so I asked ChatGPT to write a prayer, and it's a perfect prayer, but it but you didn't write it. Hey, Opa Zixvai, <laughs> hello there. Um, we have to pray out of bound prayers, and that means yes, you're gonna sound crazy. It's gonna freak you out. You going to freak out. You're going to be like, what? Am I even allowed to pray that? I hope so. I don't know. Are you? I think we we need to start looking at our our lives outside of ourselves. And then you'll see the, the journey. And you'll see that God has his hand on your life. And you'll see that he can do anything. At any time. Anywhere. And it's that's scary. Like... People will pray, well, God, take my life. Jesus, take the wheel. But are you actually ready for that? Because that means you might need to get deliverance. That means uh, there might be people in your life that just get burned away automatically because the presence of the Lord is like, and, you know, all the trash, all the filth, all the the gunk is going to be, I mean, I do cleanings. I do pressure washings. I do, I mean, this is all I do in America. I always do like these goofy little but that's, you know, that's what we do. And I'm used to being in other countries where you're like, you just, you're like a God almost. And not that I'm, I have an ego about that, but it's like, well, oh, you're white. Uh, here, come to our high level communist official party in China. And here's, you know, the golden carpet rolled out for you. You know, if you go out and you are God's people, you will see things work out for you. And don't worry if you sometimes you end up in a humble place. God will elevate you to a not so humble place at, at times. Hopefully not to lift you up in pride. 
You don't want to become Jason Westerfield. But God will use whatever you give him. So give him your life. Hello, Aaron V. Cox. Hello, sir. Oh, don't say I'm Lieutenant Commander Basham, but I I am a merely a humble servant. Proud to be able to talk to great people of God. And I, I put my foot in my mouth all the time. And I can just see Derek, Derek Prince is probably face palming all the time. Like, I'll say something like, I think Jesus has a silly side. And Derek Prince says, how dare you talk like that? There's no way that Jesus is silly. I mean, look at me. Nothing silly about Derek Prince. Except for my friend Don Basham, who he would sometimes say something a little silly, and I would catch myself almost making a little chuckle. And someday, perhaps, I will make a dad joke. But I don't have time, because we're going to go into the book of Ephesians. I love Derek, Derek Prince, but Don Basham was his friend, and they were they were able to make somehow great friends, because Don Basham has a sense of humor. And I guess sometimes I have a sense of humor, too. I was in a room with two dads, my two brother-in-laws, I guess my cousin-in-law. What's your cousin's husband called? (laughs) Anyway, we were sitting there making jokes and, like, one-upping each other's dad jokes. It was just the three of us in this little trailer trying to figure out how we were going to manage the day and the kids and what not to eat. It was fun. (laughs) We started doing these, like, I would tell it a dad joke and then someone else to tell a bad joke dad joke and then the other guy like tennis balled that dad joke and upgraded it into an even worse dad joke and we're just like oh it was like when it's like a movie where some guy is like having a sword fight and he like jabs the guy in the gut but then that guy jabs the other guy even deeper in the gut and then they're like pulling each other like oh except funnier not not quite as violent Yes, Aaron, you don't know Derek Prince, I think. You don't know that Derek Prince actually talked exactly like Alec Guinness in Star Wars, Obi-Wan. But Alec Guinness looked like my grandfather, Don Basham, at the end of his life. This is your father's lightsaber. I'm holding face up with a miracle in my hands right now. I'm reading it slowly. Because there's so many details in this of my family's life that I didn't know about. And it's just like, man, they were getting into trouble. They were like dabbling. They were going into like major, major no-no places for Christians. And I guess that's kind of what we do too. If you look at our friends and the people we've interviewed, like we're out there. Tony Floyd, man. You know, like we're way out there. And we need to go further out there because the world is getting so normal. Weird is becoming so normal that if we don't go further out there, the world is going to pass us up. And we're going to be a church. Well, let's go in the courts and pray the heavenly court prayers and pray against the reptilian demon seeds. That's old news, guys. I think that this outer space stuff is going to start coming into our lives more and more. And we're going to be like, thrust into a world full of demonic hybrid alien clones and artificial intelligence robots and uh we're not going to be ready for the next big thing and i asked um 
Johnny McMahon, Fringe Radio Network, Johnny. And I was like, look, what do you think is the next Fringe thing? Like, it seems like all of our conspiracies are coming true. You know, all of your bases are belong to us. You know, what are we? what's the next weird thing? And he said, I think it's Tony Floyd. I think it's Blazer. I think it's Blazer Spirit Wars. I think it's Spirit Warsing like into the spirit and going on these amazing, insane journeys. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, and I think he's right. I, I just don't know how to teach you how to do that. But um, believe me, the day will come when the veil will be lifted. I mean, God is showing me things in dreams kind of in code and uh, I think that that time is is coming when it will no longer be through a glass darkly but it will, we'll see it face to face so hallelujah 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 I um I will be right back I just drank way too much coffee I'm gonna drink some more coffee and uh, use the bathroom <laughs> if only I could get that doppelganger thing to work so that I could you know, let my doppelganger go pee for me. This is getting weird. Love you guys. We'll be right back.
working? Why are you not working? Hmm? Here we go. Oh boy. Oh dear. Alright. Okay, thank you, Jesus. We're back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining us. Um, anybody that's uh, you know has time to listen in the middle of the afternoon. Actually, it's 5 p.m., but summer feels like... The afternoon feels like really early morning to me. Tag Team Doppelganger, Richard Williamson says. One of your body doubles has detached earlobes, the other not. One with hazel eyes, the other brown. One much better voices... We're on to you, Michael. Yeah, you can hear like the one that's not really quite, doesn't have everything screwed in straight. That didn't sound right. Basham, please do the Chinese dictator voice, please. Oh, man. I was just feeling, I was just feeling like PTSD from China just now. I went to the bathroom and, you know, I do 10 things at the same time. So when I go to the bathroom, I don't just go to the bathroom. I... You know, it's like Jim Carrey thing. He's like, when I wake up in the morning, I don't just wake up in the morning. I wake up as two-time Emmy nominee, Academy Award winning, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like this hilarious joke, joking about himself. But no, when I'm in the bathroom, I'm, I'm literally posting the feed to other things like um, to the Telegram channel that we have. Which nobody uses, but it's there. I mean, faithbucks.com. People can look at the posts without subscribing to Telegram. So you can go to Faithbucks. Derpy, derpy Faithbucks. And yes, we took their ships too. That's right, Aaron. That's right. You know, when Tony Floyd decides to take your spaceships, he goes, he takes the blazer and the trailblazer and he rams his ship into the, into the hull. Of the forces of Moloch. And then uh, the stingrays coming in and they're rescuing them lost souls. Aaron does these great. He does these great videos with Ter- Tony Floyd. Um, he's also been co piloting with us on the Spirit Force. One of our great shipmen, an actual Coast Guard veteran. And uh, he, he puts this music behind tony floyd's voice that just is insanely good i mean it's like this guitar and like those are pure gold so yes please pray for tony he's he's in a lot of pain and uh we all have pain of various degrees we all have different emotional pain whatever uh china looks like a mystical wonderful land until you live there and then you realize that this is a land whose flag is red, mostly red, because of all the blood that was spilled. And they still have that kind of, um, that genetic trauma. Uh, the Chinese are some of the most hardy people, but they know how to live on nothing. And they're used to living under dictatorships, too. So when I get a YouTube strike, for example, back when I used to do YouTube, I have a YouTube channel, but I just, you know, I'm not going to spend any time posting to a thing that's just going to delete you anyway. Oh, I see you back on my YouTube. Oh, my cow. Why are you gone? Why were you gone so long? Oh, I was so happy. There you go, Aaron. You happy now? 
Oh, you see YouTube red? You see why YouTube so red is communist China? And the North Korea uh, dictator thing, you know, I'm a riddle ronery. That's not really a North Korean accent. That's just a South Park mockery of the... The Chinese accent, there's different kinds. There's the... There's like the Southern farmer Taiwanese principal at the school that I worked at in Taiwan. Michael, don't tell the teachers. The students are complaining. You teach them too much about Illuminati. Don't teach them that. Don't teach Illuminati. Very bad, Michael. I don't want you to teach them that. Then I um. I noticed that Hong Kong accents are a lot different too. They are more like chickens, and um, we're not going to do any more because we need to stay on touch, on track, and we're we're discussing really horrible stuff here, guys. And I have trauma from China because, like, I it's like the YouTube thing. Like, you spend your whole life doing something, and then everything seems to fall apart. But that's part of the test, and that's how you turn into Obi Wan. Not the show, silly. But the YouTube channel Obi-Wan has PTSD, for example. Which I would love to play for you, but I don't have it uh, hooked up right now. Um, you know, Luke Skywalker asking Obi-Wan, how did my father die? And Obi-Wan's like, your father was a great Jedi Knight and a pupil of mine named Vader who was seduced by the dark side of the Force. He betrayed and murdered your father. And as he's telling the story, they, they cut it back and you see all the adventures that they had. I walked into a bank today with my passport to get a to get a bank account because you know. Long story short, I just I always we have too many bank accounts and I always forget to like put money in some of them and then they they die and then I need a bank account like. So I go to this bank and um, I show them my passport and the lady at the counter was like, "Whoa, you look different." I was like, "Yeah, that's literally just five years ago me like." I think that was the beginning of... That was like summer 2018 I got that passport. And I had that hairstyle. You know, your hair's like in the front. It's like an ex-girlfriend that just said, Hey, Michael, you should have this hair... And it's totally like a Korean boy pop boy band style. So dorky. Um, But that was like the, the more innocent Michael Basham. That was like me in the throes of combat, but in the beginning of like realizing that we're in the dark times. Yeah, it's the dark times, and I always get a little head start. God likes to up the heat under my butt because pretty soon everybody's going to be tasting this stuff, and I'll hopefully help some of you guys navigate this. And believe me, I have no idea what I'm doing. No idea. All I know is that this Spirit Wars is real. Uh, the alien thing is real. It's all like, wow, I'm going to China. Cool. Until you go to China, and then it's like, wow, this sucks. I got poisoned. Uh, they're killing my friends left and right. This is not fun. This is not happy. It's like you're getting abducted by aliens. Like, wow, I'm on a spaceship. Oh, yeah, now you're getting raped in the butt by a gray alien and a reptoid. That doesn't sound very fun. So the reality of, of spiritual warfare is like... Yeah, they want to destroy you. And if they can't get to you, they'll try to get to you through your family or through friends. And that's why we have to always continually be in communication with those who are who are hungry for God. I have put my family on the altar of God over and over and over again. And 
and if it makes through the fiery test, I get my family back. And there have been friends and family that I put on that altar that I did not get back for whatever reason. But that's what I do every day. And I'm just like, I'm, I want to remain a, a proper landing zone for the Holy Spirit, which is like a dove, which will land. If you're too abrupt and too crazy and full of fear and full of depression and you just, all you think about is yourself and like your, your inner dialogue is an, is an echo chamber of your own thoughts. Like there's no windows, there's no oxygen coming in. I mean, that's what the devil does. He tries to get people selfish. And that's that's the horror of the future of the um, AI is that you're going to go online thinking you're talking to people and they're literally AI robots and everything is dead. I mean, that's hell. Like that's literally hell. Like people will go to hell in the internet before they do in their souls. And, you know, a lot of these video games are giving you glimpses into hell. Um, I'll, pl- I'll play some of them at times just to kind of catch, like, okay, well, what are they showing? And, like, Resident Evil, the last two video games that they released, and I don't have time to play, but these these Resident Evil are, like, actually showing you what the new demons are like that they're releasing. It's just, just like there's a new video game that comes out or a new Star Wars movie that comes out, and it's got all this new stuff it's the same in the spirit. Like the spirit is constantly doing something new. Richard's like, Oh, that's not my experience on the alien ship. Did you go left at the end of the hallway? Oh no. Well, those details mean something, Richard, your words mean something. And if you, if you are intimate with God, if you are intimate with the good guys of heaven, hopefully you are, then you, your words will be laced with the aura of the presence of God. You will walk into a room and you'll say things like you don't even understand why you're saying them or, you know, lis- listening, for example. Wow, what about that? Just listening. And God will use you in just the right way for just that person at that right time. I mean, if you spend time in the secret place with the Most High and then you don't go out of it. I mean, I got that prophecy. Like, you will be a pillar in the temple of my God and I will, you will no longer go out of it. And I was like, okay, great. I don't want to go out of it. I don't want to go out. Oh, but there is this doppelganger thing. So, I mean, we'll let him go down there. Ah, oh, okay. Come back to heaven all bedraggled, covered with demon goo and blood all wounded and scarred and, you know, laser burns on your starship and demonic dragon claw marks all over the cockpit pod. No problem. God can fix all of that stuff. You got this angel team, like, in a heartbeat. I mean, it's kind of cool to see the X-Wing fighters with laser burns and, and like, R2-D2 got blown up. And, I mean, that's part of the journey. It's like you got dinged up pretty bad. But then when you come back to home base... You come back to the New Jerusalem mothership the size of the moon. That's no moon. You're going to get everything that you needed back and more. The beauty, the beauty of discipleship is that God accepts your sacrifice, whatever it is you're willing to give. Some people just give a little bit of money. Some people give a little bit of time. Some people give a little bit of their life. 
Some people will give a little bit of their worship, a little bit of their consciousness, their thinking, their mind, their emotions, and then they go back into their little thing where it's like, nope, this is for me, my little secret happy place without God. Thank you very much. And you don't realize that you are missing out on the the fullness of joy. I mean, at first it's a sacrifice. Okay, I'll praise. I'll, I'll lift my hands a little bit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's enough. Instead of going, hallelujah, yeah, hallelujah. And then you just keep going and, you know, intercession and pray. And, you know, I think kneeling is a good thing to try if you haven't done that before. Like, just kneel before God in the secret place. You don't have to show anybody. I'm not going to tell you guys if I did it. And and after a while, you'll start realizing, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is what this is where I belong is on my knees before God. He will change your very modus operandi. You'll be like, well, I'm very busy today. I don't have time to pray. There's so much on my plate. Well, now you're going to start being like, I have so much on my plate. I have to pray more than ever before. And he's showing things in dreams. Like he's showing us like how to get to the spirit. And there is a journey involved. There is the hero's journey. It's always an exciting journey. It's always, it involves sacrifice. But as long as you don't love the world, you won't even remember anything that you lost. You'll just, it'll burn off like space junk, space trash. Just, I didn't need that. I thought I needed it. I didn't need it. But it's your freaking hand. No, well, I lost it, but you know, I, good thing I lost it. <laughs> it's your hand, man. Well, you know, just grow another one. Aaron says, if the doc or med ship too sees this, many prayers and thanks for stitching me up recently. Hey, brother. Yeah, we, we all feel it. We've all felt the burn marks of the devil and those claws of the dragons. And I mean, those are real things. Like, I've seen these things in the, I've been on these ships. I've engaged with like ancient Chinese dragons and those weird dog things. Those things are really powerful, believe it or not. Really annoying. I have fought witches. I have fought giants. I have been saved by giant angels before. I have been in the battlefield. And I've seen these insane things happen that just are impossible. And he keeps getting me out. I don't know how, but he keeps getting me out. Let me take a quick little break. I just heard somebody come into the office, and I need to make sure that everything is good. Hallelujah. We'll be right back. better to go live earlier i noticed like I go, I go live at night and um i don't know i think it's it's good to go live at all hours of the day <laughs> Aaron, oh johnny deco says kneeling is good face on the ground is gooder 
I like a you grandma. Blast him! Give him some Z-ray action! Yes, sir. The visions of God. I mean, if you want to hear all the war stories, go to Tony Floyd. If you want to see more of like the heavenly visions, I'm working on that. You'll see the artwork. It's like I, I plugged in a bunch of visions into the AI and I got some pretty cool things back. And I'm, I'm playing with that. I don't, you know, I don't have that much time. But, like, I'm a total dork for heaven, man. I'm a total nerd for heaven. I want more heaven. When anything in my life is removing heaven from me, I get really angry. Like, I get really, like, vicious. And, like, I scare myself. Like, what is this? Like, this is my life. Like, I need more heaven. It's like a drug. I mean, don't you want to know about where you're going to go for eternity? Is that an interesting thing for you? No? Like, before I went to Tokyo, I wrote down the names of all the exits for the subways and the train system in Tokyo. And I started to memorize them and just write them. And I would look at this little sheet of these names and I would write, you know, flashcards to learn Japanese too. I don't know why. I was just obsessed with Japan. And I know now why. I lived in Naples, Florida, and I I just wanted to get as far away from Naples, Florida and dumb killer conversations about meaningless things. Hey, yeah, did you go to that party last night? Yeah, we totally got busted. Yeah, Freddy got so high, man. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm on the football team. <laughs> I love people that are, like, really good at what they do, and I respect, like, the whole, you know, the linebacker and the, um, the football, the main guy, the main guy, the, um, the quarterback. We became best friends. This Bible study is huge black guy. It's like really, really cool. I was so skinny and like needing to work. I was I was working out, but I didn't know about diet. I didn't know that you could eat protein and get like muscle mass. But yeah, um, I would I would say this, that if you start to walk with God, you'll notice that God removes people out of your life, but then he starts bringing the most important people that you need to talk to into your life. And you don't even care because you're already dead. You're like, I, okay, I'm talking to the president right now. I don't even know or whatever. And then the reason is he wants you to have the faith to come and sit at the table with Moses and Jacob and Abraham and, and let them tell you jokes. How about that? Do you have any idea how many fathers you have once you got grafted into the kingdom? You have a lot of dads. You have a lot of fathers. And they want to input into your life. Yeah, positive AI. That's right. Right. Yeah, we got we to gotta tell Lauren to talk more about the positive and negative AI. She really mastered that, actually. that That's really, really interesting. Bat room talk bugs me. Oh, bat room. Ooh. Nobody gets too much heaven no more. <laughs> yeah, that's the song, right? Barroom talk. Nobody knows how to talk about heaven no more. Got the not enough heaven blues. Well, if you need to get back into heaven, the best thing you can do is spend time with children. Because they are... The culture of heaven is literally like the way children are. They're just happy and they love you. For no reason. They're just like, I. Um, when I when I was teaching English, I would be constantly teaching children. 
and um, I it was so much easier like between classes to sit down and write out a prophecy and go into the kingdom realm, and and meet heavenly beings and just write out these dialogues. And I'm kind of buried in all that stuff. I don't know what to do with it all. Frankly, I'm just like let's let AI sort through that and find the stuff that's going to be meaningful for somebody. Because a lot of it is not well well written, and it would take forever to edit. But it's not about um, showing off or making a name for myself. It's about actually interacting with heaven. Like it's real. Like heaven is real, and you are able to interact with heaven to the extent that heaven will send you on missions at times. Um, yeah, not not joking. Oh, I totally didn't need to take another sip of coffee. I'm so sorry. Hallelujah. How can I have all these friends and talk to so many people and be like, yeah, you, 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 hey, 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 hey. And then I'll go on TikTok and, and somebody will message me and be like, you're like me in, a, in a, my twin, like my long lost twin. It doesn't matter the age too, like old, young, mystical age, eternal. We're all eternal beings and people... When you get beyond just the physical, fleshly, you know, oh, I go to church to go meet meet people that I might go get married to someday. That's what most people go to church for is it's the community place. Like, no, just go outside. Just go out and meet people, whatever. You'll meet your wife or your husband or start a podcast. <laughs> That's how I met my wife. Just get out, put your voice out there. And when somebody is aligning with you, and they're flowing with you and they're like, yes, I like that too. Yes, I like that too. And then, but that doesn't mean you're going to marry them. It just means you're already thinking the same way. And then I think singles should meet other people that are that are on the same page. You just don't want to be unequally yoked. And the enemy can take people down and out and remove them from their service and off of the wall. And I, I was in a relationship like that a long time ago where... It was like we were both in the family. We were both missionaries, and it just seemed great. It was like, yeah, we're going to have babies and whatever. Let's do it. But within a few short years, it was just like, no, I'm not interested. I just want money now. Eh, I just want money, and I want to sleep around and go go party. And um, I still held on for two more years, and then that ended, and then I was still holding on. To like, well, I got a daughter. I got to be you know, there for her. And then her family went totally crazy and abusive and manipulative and weird and then god just took me out of taiwan completely i would have never left taiwan i would have never not been there for my daughter but it just got so bad and it got to the point where it's like all right you're gonna you're gonna become evil so you can see her and at that point it was like all right break your heart but i mean i didn't expect to leave taiwan for so long but he brought me to hawaii and i had a a little purging time not being around any missionaries at all like i was just around worldly people and i got to meet like peter Goodgame and um some of the people i've interviewed but it was like a, a cold turkey totally fresh new life getting to know my wife going for walks on the beach every day you know we were living right there in waikiki working really hard but the show started to grow we interviewed a lot of big people and then we got pregnant and we got uh, the the lockdown started and we started to do homesteading and then just kind of 
ever since then I've been in homestead mode and I've been living in the kingdom. Like I work if I can, wherever I can, but I mean, I'm broadcasting to you right now from a base that those of you who have donated to us, you pay for the internet here. You're paying for the rent. Um, it's about $300 a month, which that's considerable amount of money when you're driving all over the place and gas and getting your cars fixed because you're driving up and down the mountains all the time. And God is faithful, though. He has supplied all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And um, I thank you all who have who have been a part of this journey and even just being here, you know, listening to a rambling maniac. But we're doing this for the children. And, you know, I talk about my story with my daughter and but that's not to like make you feel sorry for me and then like give me money or something. I'm saying like the children who are being uh, persecuted and raped and tortured, I've tasted but a tiny bit of that. Those kids have nobody. And they think God doesn't even love them. I I think God is about to set up healing areas, families that can take in these children and even if some of them are just going to die and whatever, we're going to be in the spirit healing them. We're going to be reaching out to their little souls and bringing them back up. Job says, could anything be, can you make something that's unclean clean? No, nobody can do that. But actually the Bible does say in Jeremiah, I put this in the telegram. Oh, I thought it was on, on my pewter. Oh my gosh. Look at the time. I know I got to go. I love, I love y'all, but dirk dear. I think I put it in spirit force, the chat room. Jeremiah 15, 6, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. I sat not in the assembly of the mockers, nor rejoiced. I sat alone because of thy hand, for thou hast filled me with indignation. And then, therefore, thus saith the Lord, if thou return, then will I bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me. And if thou take forth the precious from the vile, thou shalt be as my mouth. Let them return unto thee, but return not unto them. And I will make thee unto this people a fenced brazen wall, and they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee to save thee. And to deliver thee, thus saith the Lord, and I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem thee out of the hand of the terrible. So if you will take the precious forth from the vile and stand before God, you will be as the mouth of God. God will use your mouth to change history and to change the entire atmosphere. Okay, I I said we were going to talk about... um, what's the difference between Buddhism and, and Christianity? And this is so good because, you know, um, this is from Chesterton, so a little hard to read a little bit for some people, but I'll try my best to boil it down. You know, whenever I read some J.K. Chesterton, I'm telling you what, I feel smart for a second. <laughs> As compared with a Jew, a Muslim, a Buddhist, a deist, or most obvious alternatives, a Christian means a man who believes that deity or sanctity has attached to no has attached to matter or entered the world of the senses it is indeed an excellent improvement 
that sincerely religious people should respect each other. But respect has discovered difference, where contempt only knew indifference. The more we really appreciate the noble revulsion and renunciation of Buddha, the more we see that intellectually it was the converse and almost the contrary of the salvation of the world by Christ. The Christian would would escape from the world into the universe. The Buddhist wishes to escape from the universe even more than from the world. One would uncreate himself. The other would return to his creation, to his creator. Indeed, it was so genuinely the converse of the idea of the cross as the tree of life that there is some excuse for setting up the two things side by side as if they were of equal significance. They are in one sense parallel and equal as a mound and a hollow, as a valley and a hill. There is a sense in which that sublime despair is the only alternative to that divine audacity. He's calling Buddhism a religion of just pure despair. It is even true that the truly spiritual intellectual man sees it as a sort of dilemma, a very hard and terrible choice. There is little else on earth that can compare with these for completeness. And he who will not climb the mountain of Christ does indeed fall into the abyss of Buddha. And this is why I I really warn Christians, like if you're getting into Eastern spiritualism and you're embracing that philosophy of like the kundalini and all this kind of crap you're getting into basically not just pure witchcraft but you're getting into the opposite of christianity it's called gnosticism and it's called like oh no the gnosis and it has this distaste for matter and physical life and things it like hates life. It's like the the opposite of life. It's why the metaverse and the matrix are so Eastern. It's so Buddhist. You know, it's why the, the book um, and the comic and the anime Ghost in the Shell has that really yucky Buddhist singing all throughout that whole movie. It's just really gross. Not the reboot, not the um, standalone complex that I, I actually really like that show. I tried to watch some more i just can't get into japanese anime anymore i'm too old for that stuff but you know watching um watching some of these old movies now you see through um the programming you understand okay this is the metaverse the matrix is buddhism is this false reality like that's why you feel depressed staring at screens all day and i have four screens in front of me that i'm staring into but <laughs> trying to get you guys out of the matrix here Hallelujah. Yes, Johnny Deco says, Oh, Daniel X is on my break. Yeah. Spiritual doppelgangers. Yeah, Richard. Yeah. No God in Buddhism. That's right, Johnny. Uh, Aaron says, Buddhism would keep their followers out of the spirit wars because of the focus onto the self. Exactly. That's why you see like Doctor Strange. They're trying to make that Buddhism is spirit wars. They're not. They're like low level they're like little little shamans compared to what we're doing we are going and traveling by faith and knocking down strongholds just by speaking in tongues just by praying just by having faith you walk through a city of demons and you are cleansing out and grappling with ancient enemies and destroying them and knocking them down 
Okay, just a little bit more here. This is so good. So if you don't climb the mountain of Christ, you will indeed fall into the abyss of Buddha. The same is true in a less lucid and dignified fashion of most other alternatives of heathen humanity. Nearly all are sucked back into the whirlpool of recurrence, which all the ancients knew. Nearly all return to the one idea of returning. That is what Buddha described so darkly as the sorrowful wheel. It is true that the sort of recurrence which Buddha described as the sorrowful wheel, poor Nietzsche actually managed to describe as the joyful wisdom. I can only say that if bare repetition was his idea of joyful wisdom, I should be curious to know what was his idea of sorrowful wisdom. There are several kinds of absence of mind, including that of some pretentious poets and intellectuals in whom the mind has never been noticeably present. There is an abstraction of a contemplative, contemplative, whether he is the true sort of Christian contemplative who is contemplating something with a capital S or the wrong sort of oriental contemplative who is contemplating nothing. Obviously, St. Thomas was not a Buddhist mystic, but I do not think his fits of abstraction were even those of a Christian mystic. If he had trances of true Christian mysticism, he took a jolly good care that they should not occur at other people's dinner tables. I think he had the sort of bemused fit, which really belongs to the practical man rather than the entirely mystical man. He uses the recognized distinction between the active life and the contemplative life. But in the cases concerned here, I think even his contemplative life was an active life. He's talking about St. Thomas Aquinas, by the way. It had nothing to do with this higher life in the sense of ultimate sanctity. It rather reminds us that Napoleon would fall into a fit of apparent boredom at the opera and afterwards confess that he was thinking how he could get three army corps at Frankfurt to combine with two army corps in Cologne. So in the case of Aquinas, if his daydreams were dreams, they were dreams of the day and dreams of the day of battle. If he talked to himself, it was because he was arguing with somebody else. We can put it in another way by saying that his daydreams, like the dreams of a dog, were dreams of hunting, of pursuing the error as well as pursuing the truth, of following all the twists and turns of evasive falsehood and tracking it at last to its lair in hell. St. Thomas Aquinas, baby spiritual warrior so guys that's the spirit wars in a nutshell right there and i've been dealing with them their dang buddhism spirits and i'm sick and tired of buddhism spirits and i want to shove them down into hell where they belong and i'm sick and tired of when cum lemdar kundalini heresies come in and try to destroy my my life and my friends yeah, Buddhists, uh, when they go into meditation, they aren't supposed to let their mind wander. They are supposed to focus on the self. Exactly, Aaron. Daniel X, crazy wisdom. Zen, GK. What an enormous intellect. Well, he stood on the shoulders of giants, and uh, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, we've done, Daniel X and I have done some shows um, about Chesterton. So we have done a few with um, William Ramsey as well. It's about the contemplative in that religion, that contemplative spirit of not acting, bring it all back to the self and being a fence sitter in a sense. Right. Right. And that's why, yes, crazy wisdom. Um, 
Ugh, strain my eyes from too much coffee and staring at a screen. I mean, so the spirit wars, you you got to close your eyes to your own life, your own way, your own things, the things that you even think that you know, except for the gospel. Obviously, the word of God is your tracking system, data system, radar system, the the historical God of miracles. But how are you going to have God do new miracles in your life if you can't see the pattern of infinite possibility that's laid out for you in the Bible? How are you going to see God do things that he never did before? How are you going to have all these crazy, random, quantum, leaping time travel experiences like I've started to have and go on these missions with other team members, Spirit Wars team members? that are directed by the Holy Spirit, not by our spirits, but by his spirit, by by my might, by my power. Thus, you shall live by my word, he says. But then he will speak through you and you will help manifest reality. And so Tony Floyd does this. He'll just start speaking. And I'm not, I'm not even sure about everything he says, but I love the heart of faith to kind of reach into the void and bring reality out. Hallelujah, just sneezed. Whew, deliverance. All right, well, that's enough from me. Go go listen to some other people, guys. Go on faithbucks.com, listen to Don Basham or Neville Johnson or Ern Baxter or Liz Walker or the forces of TikTok. I've got all these amazing people in my life. that, And you guys, Daniel X Ministries and Fringe Radio Network and so much to listen to. So I'm going to shut this off so you don't just listen to one guy. We yammer on for years. Ah, thank you, Lord. Love you guys. A lot more podcasts I'm going to post. I mean, I can't stop talking sometimes. Still in the car, bloom, booming, crying, yelling, nervous breakdowns. No, not nervous breakdowns. Don't have a nervous breakdown. Have Pour out your heart before God. He will heal us. He will wax your UFO and make sure that you get all the alien guts off the hull. And I have a vision of a ship that it's a school, it's a ship, oh, like a boat, and I see a lot of personnel coming on that boat, and we're working in tandem. And fleets of ships, too. Like, literally, like, God has a military, and he wants us to get on board. All right, love you all. Bye-bye. Hallelujah. Don't forget, be a Christian, and uh, listen to, listen to um, Christian music. Yeah. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Yeah.